This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. One of Alabama's congressmen played a dramatic part in the final vote in the U.S. House that eventually elected Kevin McCarthy as the next Speaker of the House. In the early morning hours of Saturday, with the 14th ballot of that week being held, there was one vote short within the Republicans in order to give McCarthy the speakership. That's when tempers flared between Congressman Mike Rogers of Alabama towards Matt Gates of Florida, since Gates is the one who decided to vote present at the last minute, which delayed the finalization of the whole process. McCarthy even started a verbal confrontation with Gates on the House floor, which can be seen on video, which was then escalated by moves that were made by Rogers. Rogers appeared to be wanting to fight with Gates, except that another congressman, Richard Hudson, stepped in and held Rogers back. Here are commentators on MSNBC as they watch this unfold in real time on the House floor. Kevin McCarthy in real time is as close as you can be. And he seems like, at least at this point, he is not over the finish line. And, and he's walking away. There. He's, Look at somebody yeah. holding somebody back. Look at that. Oh, Some Republicans tried to make a move to adjourn since it was well past midnight, but McCarthy was able to call for one more vote to be held, and that was when he received the necessary votes to become Speaker. McCarthy has since taken the oath of office, and all other incoming freshman Congress members have been sworn into office as well. The former Speaker of the House for Alabama has been released a few days early from prison for his 28-month sentence. Mike Hubbard was released on Sunday after spending almost two years in prison for convictions of violating state ethics laws and using his public office for personal gain. Hubbard has been serving his sentence at the Limestone Correctional Facility. He was convicted by a jury back in 2016 and then appealed that conviction all the way up to the state Supreme Court. That's when the court ended up rejecting six of those 12 convictions against Hubbard, but maintaining the others, which included prison time for Hubbard. The voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Eli Gold, is saying that he is undergoing treatment for cancer. Gold had already taken time off from covering Alabama sports games back in August of 2022 when he announced that he needed time away for health issues. Now Gold is confirming that he has been diagnosed with what he calls a treatable form of cancer and says that he hopes to be back at the mic very soon. Gold did not detail out what kind of cancer it is or what kind of treatment he's undergoing. An investigation is underway in Baldwin County after a weekend shooting leaves two people dead. Police say the shooting happened at a home near Foley. A call came in to police on Saturday night identifying Scott Blackwell as the husband who first attacked his wife, Cindy Blackwell, and then ultimately shot her. Another family member at that household, in turn, shot Scott Blackwell. Police arrived at the home to find both the husband and wife dead. No charges have been filed against the person who fired at Scott Blackwell since it was in defense of Cindy Blackwell, as well as others who are at the home. The Lake Martin Tourism Association is prepping for a busy year and upcoming fishing competitions that will start happening in this month of January and go all the way till April. The association also says that there are hiking trails that are open for use right now that are only available while the Lake Martin water levels are low. It's called the Island Hop Trail at Smith Mountain and it gives people a chance to go to different little islands that are normally cut off when the water levels go up. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, 
With the 118th Congress underway and Kevin McCarthy now elected as Speaker of the House, there are several bills that conservative Republicans were able to negotiate in the House Rules Package that will be brought to the House floor for a vote sometime this year. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert of Colorado was one of the 20 Republicans who voted against McCarthy until negotiations brought about the rules and agreements that conservative Republicans wanted. Here is Boebert posting a video on social media describing what were the gains that the group of 20 from the House Freedom Caucus were able to obtain. You're changing the way business is done in D.C. because we stood strong and held our ground. We will now have the opportunity to vote on term limits because we stood strong. We will vote on border security because we stood strong. We won't be forced to vote on thousand page bills in the dead of night without having time to read them. Instead, we'll tackle appropriations through our committees. We will be able to offer amendments. There will be transparency so everyone has an opportunity to have their voices heard. Earmarks will be voted on their merit, not passed out as candy to gain votes. Legislation will be on single subjects, not filled with unrelated garbage. Our success this week is truly a win for everyone who believes in representative government. And Congress is better off because of this fight. My colleagues and I are now truly empowered to do our jobs in the House of Representatives. The founders intended for every representative to have a voice, a voice for you, your voice heard in the people's house, not for just the power brokers to force horrible legislation that bankrupts our country. I'm optimistic we will be stronger, more united, and more effective than ever. Thank you so much for standing strong, being patient, and for all of your support. God bless y'all. President Joe Biden went to the U.S.-Mexico border this past weekend for the first time since he entered the White House. Texas Governor Greg Abbott met Biden at the airport in El Paso, Texas. That's when Abbott handed a letter to Biden upon his arrival that contained a list of solutions to this border crisis, as well as accusations that Biden has been a complete failure to address the problem and that his visit to the border is too late. Abbott said that Biden's open border policies have caused Mexican cartels to grow stronger and bolder and for deadly fentanyl to affect Americans, including bringing about their deaths. Abbott says that he wanted to use this opportunity to express to the president how much damage has been caused in the state of Texas and that solutions could be deployed immediately to restore order to the immigration system. Well, there's a lawsuit out of Florida against the Biden administration that starts its trial this week. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is bringing the lawsuit to a federal court in an effort to stop the expansion of the immigration parole system. The Biden administration is seeking to expand that system in order to process more illegal aliens from the countries of Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua. There have been about 3.3 million illegal aliens who have entered the U.S. in 2022 alone. This lawsuit claims that the Biden administration is threatening American safety and weakening national security. Judge Weatherall of the Northern District of Florida Pensacola Division will be presiding over this trial. A college basketball player collapses while playing on the court this past weekend. Emo Essien is a sophomore guard at Old Dominion University. Essien could be seen clutching his chest while he dropped to the floor in the first half of the game against Georgia Southern University. Essien was able to regain consciousness and was helped by others to stand up and then walk off the court. The team officials say they are working with the university sports medicine staff when they return to Norfolk and that Essien will also be visiting a cardiologist. 
You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about what is a PSYOP here in America. Twitter files show U.S. demanded suspension of 250,000 files. Wow. Now, this is going well beyond bending information or steering narratives. This is actual government involvement in the silencing of those who don't speak the right way in the view of some bureaucrats. But if you've been paying attention, then you likely already know that this is not isolated to just the State Department. We've now learned that when Joe Biden said he was going to be using a whole-of-government approach that also included censorship, well, we've been finding out in various tranches of the Twitter files that the FBI, CIA, DOJ, CDC, NHS, DOT, and every other acronym agency you can think of has been developing their ability to guide the thoughts and perspectives of the American public by and through social media. I mean, it got so bad that the FBI was actually given its own portal to upload information on what they wanted Twitter to say or allow. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg said on the Joe Rogan podcast that the Hunter Biden laptop story went into the content moderation black hole because the FBI told them that it appeared to be a result of an illicit hack. FBI. We've even begun to learn about politicians, elected officials, who were supposed to be able to stand on their own two feet and debate the issues, right? Politicians were making independent requests of social media to suppress narratives and deplatform accounts. What all this amounts to is a deliberate attempt to conduct psychological operations by the U.S. government on its own people, something that is illegal at worst and immoral and unethical at best. So if you're not familiar with psychological operations, it's also known as PSYOPs, then let me assure you that I am. For a good chunk of my military career, I was assigned to a role in USA KPOC, the U.S. Army's Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command. I spent the bulk of my time on the civil affairs side. Civil affairs, or CA, is a version of special operations designed to work with civilians in the battle space. But as a part of my role in CA, I lived and worked with PSYOPs teams and coordinated our efforts at the team, company, battalion, and command level. My last role in uniform was as an instructor at the Joint Special Operations University at MacDill Air Force Base. So while I can assure you that PSYOPs is a necessary and effective enabler for our troops to use to shape the combatant commander's area of operations, I can also assure you that the government is absolutely not supposed to be using that as a tool to shape the mindsets of their own citizens. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 